Hi, I'm the bitch with the Anna Wintour bob in the shape of your dad's It's Condé Nasty. I don't understand the question, and I won't respond to it. It's Ursula the Sea Bitch. And this is Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. Hey, Ursula, how you doing? I'm great. Uh, I... Oh. <laughs> You're just stepping on my... Fuck my drag. Um... <laughs> uh, I think that needs to stay in. Um... <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm I'm heartbroken. I losing George Siegel and Jessica Walter in two successive days was a deep wound on my heart. But um other than that, I'm good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh no, I mean that, that is unfortunate. I mean she was eighty years old and she died at home in her sleep, which is the dream, honestly. So, you know, queen till the end. I hear you. <laughs> um Okay. Well, this week we have a very special guest joining us. Uh, you may remember them from last year. Please welcome Tara. Hello for real this time. <laughs> hey there, how are you? Good, thanks for having me back, y'all. Super excited. Yeah, no, thank you for coming. You were absolutely a delight last time. Um, I We are here to recap and discuss RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, Episode 12. Um, but what are you thinking of Season 13 so far? Um... <laughs> Size through nose for 45 minutes. Um, I really like it. I just am so tired. <laughs> okay. Too long for it's, you? It's, Are you like, I want it to be over? I, I I just don't understand how there's still 75 girls to eliminate. Um, but... I get it. Because I, I feel like I understand why they wanted to like really milk what the quarantining them for two weeks, etc. Like, I get the impulse. And I liked getting to know so many girls that nobody went home. For a few episodes at the top, but truly now, it's like, do I remember what happened at the top front of this competition? Not at all. I remember Tamisha Aman and Candy nearly getting in a physical altercation and being very much on Tamisha's side that Candy was stepping way out of line. And that was about it. Oh, no. I, t- I follow Tamisha on Instagram, obviously. And when she came up the other day, it was like, You oh. think she was from a previous season? Yeah. Previous yeah, totally. season. Okay. Yes. Yes. I was like, that was a yeah, thousand no, like, years ago. Remember her her and Rebecca Glasscock? Like, oh my so, god. Like, when was that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When she and Jade got into a fight. Yeah, that was classic. I, Just, I do um, love like I miss Tamisha Iman. Um I think I think it was her time to go when she went. Um though I would have I would have liked her to last longer than Elliot with two burning crosses. And uh but she also started it with Candy. She started that fight. I mean, we're not going to relitigate it. I definitely think she escalated it. I also feel like Candy was completely inappropriate in what she was saying to all those girls. Like, what Candy said at the top. And then, like, I would have absolutely said something to Candy. Like, that is way out of line. But I would not have escalated the way Tamisha did. I'm not going to say either of them were angels. Candy was way out of line. Like, don't ever say anything like that to me where it's like, this is my only competition. There are 11 other people here who I am just completely disrespecting. But she wasn't saying that. She was like, she is my competition. Yes, she was. she was the front runner. She's everybody's competition. That's what she was going for. That is not what she said. Or communicated in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> she said what she said. That's not what she said. I'm just looking for, forward to Tamisha being on, I don't know, season 13 or an All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Like, even in that exit interview with Michelle, she looked so Good. much better and healthier she and did. radiant. 
that I, I was just like, oh, you would you back to 100 yes. percent is going to be like, so I cannot, amazing. I cannot stress how excited I am for her to be able to like heal and take care of herself and come back and like show the girls who Tamisha Iman is because she is a powerhouse. Yeah, I agree, and I feel like they were not very generous in judging her. That I I would love to see her come back and actually be judged reasonably yeah like because i i yeah. like her a lot yeah yeah i mean i said this at the time just uh she's the only queen i've ever seen with her level of experience who doesn't seem to carry a chip on her shoulder about it and that was I so agree. amazing and she really um, does she highlights for me like that um community around drag she really highlights that community of like we're yeah. in this together. Like we are here to learn from one another and support yeah. one another. And I really, really yeah. love that about her. She was very mama bear because she was very community collaborative, whatever. But then also when Candy disrespected a room of 11 other drag queens, she was like, excuse me, bitch, which I loved. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back to the, the Tamisha Mon <laughs> yeah. fan podcast yeah. right yeah. after these yeah. messages. Yeah. Um, okay. So other thoughts, Tara, or do you want to get into this episode? Um, the only thing I want to say is, you know when there's a girl on the show and you just don't really care for her and you don't know why? They're not bad. They're not like terrible, but you just don't connect and you can't figure out why. Who is it for you? I did figure out why. I just cannot connect with Elliot with two T's. And it's because she is, you know, like, I don't know if you, if you two have siblings or not, but you know, like when your parents, guardians, whatever, (laughs) parents slash guardian, um, tells you to, you know, you're going out (laughs) with your friends and they are like, all right, take your, you know, take your brother or take your sister with you. Uh, and you're like, oh, great. I have to. And then they're just like awkward the whole time trying to get along with you and your friends. That's Elliot. And I was like, Elliot wasn't like malicious in the season, but she was just annoying in that like kid sibling way that's just trying a little too hard. Okay, I can see that. I I felt sorry for Elliot more than anything, but I completely understand that impulse. Um, I do think everybody saw Elliot essentially that way. Yeah. And Elliot was aware of that, yeah. and that was a lot of I think the sort of a vicious cycle there. Um Alright. And for me that was Tina Burner where I was like I see where you're competent, but I don't like you. And I feel bad because I know I don't like your aesthetic, but I see where else you're strong. And weirdly, even when you do well, I don't care in a way that felt so like, it's almost like, um, I've heard people talk about when they go through a breakup where they just like, they realize they're like so deeply uninvested in this person. And they're so like unaffected by stuff going on that they like, Like, it was just like, I couldn't, I feel nothing, Tina. I feel nothing. And I felt bad about that. Yeah, it would have been a weird experience had she made it to this episode because her roast probably would have been one of her strongest performances. They had to get rid of her before the roast and they knew that. Yeah, yeah I no, very, I I'm very much on that page with you all. 100%. Okay. You're, you're nodding and kind of squinting your face. So I was curious if you're like, actually, Tina Burner is my sister. Oh my gosh. Um, I... I do think she killed her lip sync. I agree with Candy Muse, honestly. I was surprised they yeah. saved Utica. Um, yeah. But I wasn't upset, if that makes sense. I knew they were going to send Tina home no matter what happened because that was such an absurd moment. to put. There, there are so many moments where it was actually justifiable to put her in the bottom. And the two times they did, I was like, no, this is not the week where she was one of the worst. I agree. Like, kind of indisputably. Um, agree. 
But I knew when they started that they wanted to keep Utica over Tina, so they just were going to do that. Yeah, no, you're totally right. No matter you're what. You're totally right. Um, all right, so we're in this episode. The girls walk into the workroom. That Utica has her little moment. What do you, what do you, Tara, think of Utica's like post lip sync energy? Like in general, I love it. Right, I like that she is energized okay. by what she loves, and I love that she does a lip sync and she goes, "All right, like I'm, I'm, I'm here," and I'm. It's not, it's not the like, ooh, I never want to feel that like bottom feeling again i never want that experience again for utica is like yeah i don't love being there but i love performing and i love the energy from from her me too i do hate though when girls go mm, i think the other girl deserves to be here more well then walk off the stage Ginny lemon the situation if you don't want to be here i i really dislike that too because what it makes me think about is the ways in which women and gay men in many social situations, are asked to reduce themselves in a way that straight men truly never are. Mm -mm. Never. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, like, nothing makes my soul hurt and the behavioral psychologist in me, like, start writing a thesis. Uh, Then when I watch queens say that, and I'm like, we as queer people are asked to reduce ourselves and step aside so much all of the time. All of the time. Like, Straight men just, like, play basketball against other players they respect and each try their hardest and hope for the best. Like, and nobody has, like, a whole discussion about that. That's, like, what they're supposed to do. And we are asked to diminish ourselves so much that this is a thing that comes up on this show all the time. It, like, upsets me every time. But I don't, like, blame the girls. It just makes me sad. Anyways. Uh, For me, the moment in Utica's, like, in the debrief of the lip sync was when she was basically fishing for the compliment. That's like... I think there was a bit of a face crack with Utica this week where we saw the limits and possible shallowness of her Midwest nice. Oh, you mean the Rorschach um, test that was asking her to that she gets to be mean? Yeah. yeah. Where it's just like, she can't come out and say... she's been She's been socialized to never say... I did good and I'm proud of what I've done because that's bragging. This is what I've worked on with my therapist. It's a whole thing. So it's like she has to like bait for the compliment. And this time the girls were not giving it to her and neither were the music cues. I agree. Um, <laughs> it was actually very funny. I thought it was funny the way oh, they yeah. edited that. Oh yeah, totally. It's just, and it's going to manifest itself in this roast where it's like, I think there's a, my grand unified theory on Utica is that she's been so acculturated into this performative politeness that it's actually come a little unglued from like her core personality where there's like, she can't distinguish the difference between playfully mean and really mean oh, yeah, no, because she she's no not idea. in touch enough with her actual feelings. Like Completely. learning how to thread that needle requires awareness of the other person and what you actually think about them. And she's been trained to never really confront that. And it really was a lot to watch. Oh, I feel like I learned a lot about who she was at her base in a way that is, like, my Rorschach comment was no joke. I'm glad you said all of that so succinctly because I felt like we were going to have to get into that at some point. But I agree. There's, um, the way I like to, you know, we've seen, like, uh, Utica's quote-unquote wokeness. I hate the phrase woke, but like that's I'll use that here. Uh, a couple of times through the season so far, right? We, the squirrel wig, for one instance, um, and her like concerns around appropriation with Simone. But to me, seeing seeing 
Utica, Utica's response to that and then seeing how she acted in the the roast, which like, yes, everybody always says, go like, it's a roast, be harsh, like go in, but make it funny. And to, to your point, Hersula, uh, it, um, she like couldn't figure out what was actually funny about it. But I also think it's because she was so scared of being canceled, right? Um, around like race and equity stuff that she wanted to like make sure she was being conscious about it, but it wasn't her. And I realized more so this week that it wasn't her being conscious around racial inequities, um, but more so a fear, which I also understand of like pissing the world off and getting dragged through uh, the coals on the internet, which again, like the idea of being on reality TV uh, is so exciting and horrifying to me because of that. Right. Like I like, yeah. Yeah. So I get it. This was also Filmed this summer when, like, every white person you know was, like, aggressively and performatively trying to get their hands on or reading the new Jim Crow. You are so right. I did not even think about the timing of that. And you are so correct. Which I think exacerbates it even more that, like, you're so thinking about all of this. And then come in and and are calling people uh, whales in a not funny way. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, okay, so we'll just try to progress yeah. in the episode, but I feel like we've really yeah. dissected. I mean, we got to the meat of Utica, <laughs> honey. Uh, uh, so, all right. So then Rue comes in the next day in the workroom, and uh, the mini challenge is the Norvina, Anastasia Beverly Hills Norvina palette. Norvina, by the way, is Anastasia Beverly Hills' daughter and the president of the company now. Cute. Um, She's stunning. And she, she is, and she often is rocking unnatural hair colors and wigs. She is in many ways... She is a woman who, as far as I can tell, essentially lives her life in drag and is like an L.A. personality. Um, I doubt... I'm sure at least Gottmik has met Norvina before. Speculation. Um, so they, they have this challenge where two girls do this commercial. One is the arms and one is the face. And first up, we get Rosé and Candy. I thought Rosé did a really good job kind of pulling off and keeping the comedy going. I thought it was funny. This was the funniest part of the episode. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, I love that gag. Like, someone else doing the arms in, like, a weird fake puppet body is, like, in, in one of my, like, deepest recesses of my black and shriveled heart, that kind of very old-school vaudeville shtick just gets me and i don't know why anytime they've done anybody who knows that, you well knows that that kind of thing it's gets so you. funny i love that about you well. it's so funny it's so funny yeah Go on, sorry. so i just i love and you're right rosé sold it perfectly candy was like it's it's a great it's in terms of like comedy challenge you have to be present and yes and whatever the fuck is happening and hope you don't get poked in the eye that was the only anxiety i felt like someone's gonna lose an eye I, I, um but when rose <laughs> goes oh i mean it does look great it was rose is so good at comedy rose like she really i did is. not anticipate that like when yeah. she came onto the show obviously but like she's showed consistently Agreed. like her comedic timing is like she's doing great at the make rupaul laugh show she's yeah. she's a great performer she's really not a great talking head I feel like I really like Rosé and I want to love Rosé, but I'm not quite there. Oh, but boy, is she great. Her One of her talking head moments is one of my favorite in the entire series. And I, I cannot sing, so forgive me, but it's when she goes, you don't know how to dance. Oh my God. 
die every time. <laughs> Mine was when she was trying to politely and constructively discuss Tina Burner's drag, <laughs> and she was like, it's like this, it's like this, and I, I don't like a lot of it. Like, it just felt so, like... I can't hold this more. It's like I, I can't hold this like planking position more than ten seconds. Um, it was, it was great. Yeah. Um. So okay, and then we have Simone, and I forgot who was Simone's partner. Olivia. Olivia. Simone and Olivia. Yeah. Um. I thought this was the least standout, but they also did a good job. Simone was funny. Yeah, they all did at least yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. No. They all. Made I enjoyed me Got Milk and Utica because of the giant arms. Did you just call her Got Milk? What? <laughs> No, I said Gottman. Oh, did you? I gonna... Did I say? I, if I did, I totally missed. <laughs> oh it. my god! I hope you did because I'm gonna call. We'll see. Uh, we'll see on the playback. This is being recorded, so and this bitch will not edit it out for me. She, uh, she me should no not. Favors. She should not. Yeah. Uh, I only edit out my mistakes. Um, um, <laughs> but no, they all did great. Did. And you're right. Like uh, Utica's like four foot long arms. Like I think. I think. Utica's arm might be longer than Gottmik yeah, is tall. Agreed. Yeah. And <laughs> they were a wise pairing for that reason. Watching them honestly made me feel like they should have been lined up and like the three shortest were the heads and then like in Oh, that like, would have been cute. One, two, yeah. To like get it yeah. so it worked more, but it was it was funny. Um, I actually okay. thought they should have so, won. So did I. Oh good. There there was so much comedic potential in what they did, but like I also feel like Rose like Rose and Candy I'm going to say the first and the, and the last group both killed it. Yeah. I'm fine either way, but I would have given it to Gottmik and Utica. I mean, that's me. I lightly preferred Rosé and Candy, but I also appreciate Gottmik. Anytime the, the beauty queen, particularly one known for her makeup skills, can like be present and performing ridiculous makeup without getting in their own feelings or whatever. Like, well done. Like... I, I'll get to this later, but Gottmik has some, like, collectively looking at looking at the report card, some comedy yeah, chops. We that, will definitely you know, get into that. I have a monologue on that. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, So, Rosé and Candy win and get to choose the stand-up order. Tara, what did you think of that discussion? Um... It was... I don't know. If you remember. I, 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 so, I, like, I rewatched most of it this morning. Uh, just to like make sure I had my whatever. Anyways, um, yeah, I I uh, I don't know. I feel there's this thing with Rose, uh, not Rose. Sorry, with Candy. What I really appreciate is that she doesn't actually try to do the girls dirty ever, um, but she also like will run her mouth um, unfiltered, yeah. which is why I think I appreciate yeah. her because she does care about all the girls, but also will tell you her opinion. Um, I don't know. It just, There's it just... very open, but something very open book and like real and raw about mm-hmm. her. That is, it's almost like it's comforting because you know what you you got with her. And I just, she's just not fake with the girls, right? Like at all. And at and all. That's kind of where everybody like ends with Utica is that she. People are like, oh, you're not who we maybe thought you were. No, you're not actually that yeah. nice. You're mousy and polite. Yeah. It's a performance. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I guess I don't have too much to add re that conversation, but it just kind of felt, I don't know, flat almost. There was just like a weird energy to it. I thought it was interesting because everybody always says the first and the last are like the hardest, hardest, but also stand out the most. I do think it was smart for Candy to open because she has a lot of energy. And I do think she's right. She would have struggled if one of her jokes ended up being repeat material. Um, And I think Rosé is just strong enough to actually close the show. So I think that was a good choice, but I do think they put themselves in the 
we're taking big swings. Let's hope we hit. Um, uh, yeah, after 13 seasons, I've reached a point where every time they talk about the running order, I, I want to leave the room and go bake something. I just, I'm so fatigued by it. It doesn't matter. You're doing it twice. It, you're not doing a real show. You're filming it in a weird way. Like, it doesn't matter that much. If you are funny, you are it, funny. I agree. You're not funny, it doesn't, you're, you're not funny. It doesn't matter that much, but it did feel like they were literally stating the reverse logic of what you always hear otherwise. And for me, yeah. it was like, I think you're both going to do strong and be fine anywhere you put yourselves. But it was interesting yeah. to hear their rationale almost feel like the opposite of everyone else's on this. Yeah. Um, I think that also okay. goes to, though, they're not, you know, uh, Rose makes the joke about being delusional later, but I think they both are very confident in their skills, um, but also have the chops to follow up, unlike you know, like the Alexis Michelles who are like, I'll go last. I'm amazing. And we're like, Okay. Are you you're <laughs> adequate? You're <laughs> that's that's accurate. Uh no, I, I agree. Look, I think it's one of those had Rose not gone last, they would have been like, Oh, well you're the comedy queen, why wouldn't you go last? Like it, it's uh yeah, I get that. It's just they put so much effort into that discussion. I just I also just watched uh, I just caught myself up on UK and season two, and again, it's like the Geneva Convention had less discussion than than the running order of a of a fucking comedy show. I got it. And... I got it. So, all right, let's move on. Sorry, I asked, ladies. Um, <laughs> no, so, no, no, no. next next thing we got the girls um, doing their little rehearsals with Lonnie and Michelle Visage, which I have to say I do like Lonnie, but I'm shocked given the the narrow judge scope that they didn't go with Nicole Byer, who's like a really popular at the height of her career stand-up comedian who was one of the other repeat judges like to me this seems like like it, it shocked me they didn't go with nicole for this uh my only my two ideas are either they are saving her for a run at the end of the show so they can do her like closer to the finale maybe even in the finale and then my other thinking was i know the next season of nail that just came out so maybe that was like a timing thing yeah, that's what I, I was I thinking know. too. Uh, just because Neil that came out on Friday, uh, and don't and uh, this is a Tamisha Amon fan podcast and a Nicole Byer fan podcast because I love her so much. She makes me like Nailed It, a show that otherwise gives me nothing but oh anxiety. Yeah. Oh no, I agree. I watch it only for that. Like people, as somebody who can cook and bake, watching people who can't just be incompetent is like not fun to me. But watching Nicole yeah. Byer have fun with them is fun to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like your inability to literally follow a recipe and have no instincts for what cake batter should look like um, upsets me. It kind me. of fascinates me. I'm like, you were not <laughs> raised in my household. Um, yeah. I will say <laughs> this because everyone gives those bakers a hard time, but it's not like they're giving clear instructions. I'll give you that. I'll give you they're that. They're also not given enough time. Right. It's like, on purpose. Well, yeah. You know, Jacques could not make I that am wedding. not the, their audience, but I get it. Um, anyways. We, we talk we, about what we want to on this podcast. You can put the tweet down right the now. The intro is very clear. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you, you, so you laid it out for them. We make it very clear up top. Um, so, all right. So they're doing their little rehearsal moments. I forgot. I think it was Rosé who went first. I can't remember. No, she went. Uh, they, I think they basically went in running order because Candy was definitely first. I rewatched it too. Okay. Um, and I guess what did you think of the rehearsal discussions overall? It was probably one of the most one-to-one, like, the thing the rehearsal indicated would happen 
pretty much happened down yes. the line. Candy was high energy and open to modulation. Uh, Simone was too scared. Utica was not taking any advice from anyone. Yep, uh, way too mean. Oh, like, with them in the room, actually actively insulting them. Like, trying to, like, quip, getting herself in a mindset space. So excited for the, for the like, we gave you a permission slip to be mean, and you're just going fucking ham. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Olivia was too nice and too timid. Shocker. And Rosé was, was great. Yeah, yeah like, and I agreed with them. Rosé seemed stronger in the run-through than in the actual show. I guess but I didn't, I, I I didn't pick that up. I, I When they said that, I was like, really? I granted, like, they see more than we do, but... I thought that before they said really? it. Really? I guess I didn't Yeah, that. I thought those jokes were funnier. Some of them were, like... Sorry, I was going to say, but, like, I know she made the stadium joke in her in her like one-on-one that then candy ended up using right so i'm curious like if there were spaces that she might have changed her language because she knew or then heard like updates that were happening in the room um totally that's entirely possible so yeah i don't know I, i i actually liked her her updates personally but that's just me oh i thought she did good both times i just I liked the jokes in the run-through more than the live show. But again, they're editing, and I'm sure yeah, Rosé... Yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, you saying that, I'm sure she looked at what other girls were doing so that she could, like, remove repeat material but because she was at the end. Which All right. Smart, Any other notes on the rehearsal? I just... I would just say, like, I don't understand when a girl on the show... And I'm not on Drag Race. I'm... You know, I can't beat my face, can't beat a mug to save my life. But when somebody on a show that has a check for $100,000 tells you don't do something because it's mean, not even I don't like it, don't do that. Like, it's not even like Michelle Visage and Green. It's that is mean. You shouldn't do that. Why are you going to do it? Why are you so in your head that you won't listen to honestly constructive constructive feedback i think i think utica is so myopic that like i think it's very hard for many people to reach her I that's think fair i and i think that's how she is all the time and i think at times that makes her drag great and at times it makes her terrible and like it's it's the flip side of the coin like you need a kind of almost cartoon level super villain level of focus to turn out that sleeping bag mm. look because yes, doubt, yes. doubt that that is an insane thing to do has to crop up the entire process. You have to be like, nope, I am perfect. I am, <laughs> I'm wonderful. I'm a model. No, a, level, a delusional level of self-confidence. And that's what yeah. you want from a drag queen. You want delusional levels of self-confidence from right. strong but you performers. Need to have, but she veered real hard and it, was, it, it started with that squirrel wig and it manifested oh the most here of just no ability to like... If you're not laughing at my joke, it, you you just must not be getting no, it. And it's like that's not she really. That's not how that, she really is not listening yeah. to any feedback all season. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was fun. Um, so then we get into the actual performance, the nice girls roast of uh, Valentina, Nina West. I love Nina's look. I <laughs> hated Valentina's eyebrows, but I like that she's experimenting with the. Okay, go ahead. Oh, go, no, I, just, I hated Nina's look. 
It was so Nina. It was very Nina. It was so Nina, and I think that's why I loved it, because I like her. I'm not saying it's, like, groundbreaking or anything, <laughs> but it's very yeah. Pride Parade community positive. Very Nina. Groundbreaking. Um, Miss Miss uh, in Closet was stunting. She looked amazing. In her, like, Southern Victor Victoria yes. homemade oh, I number loved that it. I was very impressed with. Me too. Me too. I loved it. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, I foghorn like corn vibes but in like the best way um not not mitch mcconnell i really enjoy <laughs> oh i didn't say that <laughs> jesus um so candy was out first and candy did let me be clear fine she did fine they were laughing like it was the fucking funniest thing they'd ever heard in their entire lives and it's just you have to stop. It's becoming somewhat insulting to Candy to overpraise her this much. She's actually she's a very talented queen, and I like her a lot. But she was fine. So the jokes were fine. She was fine. Can I res- so, can I respond to that? So when she came out and was like <laughs> bitch, 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 uh, dropping bitch every other word, I was like, oh, she's crashing already. And then it was just part of the persona that she was presenting. She was also cinched more than we've ever seen her. It was crazy. Um, And I thought that she did a good job delivering from the POV of Candy in a way that was controlled and organized and had jokes. I do think it was like a B performance, but I was honestly surprised to see her have that much control of her own instrument and what makes her funny. I do think the judges like her and like the idea of that sort of personality, but in a way that it feels more like they're laughing at her than with her, which I don't like. But I thought she did a really good job. I I would oh, not, yeah, yeah. I thought she did better than fine. Um, I was honestly because I feel like they've just kept her along, around because they like her. I was assuming that she'd be middling and would be safe. She did way better than I thought, and it honestly made me look at her in a different light because she hasn't seemed in control about what's charming about her. And this this is the first time where I really felt like she was. I, I agree with that. And let me be clear, as as the, as a recovering, overachieving child, a B plus is fine. Um so like she did she did a good job. She and and definitely exceeded expectations. I'm just okay, I'm spoil I'm gonna spoil my own commentary. I don't think she was better than Rose. Is what is what I'm really okay. Saying. I what would did second you think, that. <laughs> um, you know, for me, Candy has that Alexis Mateo Vanessa Vanjie edit where yeah. they're not that funny in terms of like the jokes. They just have really great delivery, right? Like Walter Mercado yeah. wasn't that funny, but Alexis's delivery was amazing. The same way Alexis's pregnant totally. lesbian Alicia Keys made everybody laugh. It wasn't funny. It's how Alexis yeah. presented her. Um, yeah. And I think that's what Candy was doing here. Candy was being Candy, which is great. Like, she knows what she's good at. Um, but I just didn't think that she was that funny. And she just, like, she just did Candy, which is, like, why she was in the top, um, in the, that first, uh, RuPaul Mark movies or whatever it was called. Um, yeah. That same, oh, yeah, yeah. that same, like, she was just being candy, which is why she did well in that challenge. That that was my opinion. And I will, uh, plus one to the, she was not better than Rosé. I think I liked Candy more than anybody else on this call. And I know that you two are saying she did okay. Like, I think I laughed the most at Candy, really? to my surprise. She did well, give me no. two of but my she was, 
And then, okay, so we move on to Simone. Bef- before we do that, I just have to say, yeah. her read of RuPaul was the best of the night. Which was it again? When I what told Ru to act her age, she died. Oh, that that is very funny. That one killed me. I have like my favorite joke from so everybody funny. on my little notes here. Oh, please share. I Feel free to interject them as we go through this, honey. <laughs> go, go right ahead. Yeah. Make a stage for yourself. We encourage Oh, I have I have ones ready. I was practicing. Last night. Um, no. uh, for me, the um, one of us is a singer. One of us is a recording artist. That's the that's the one. I almost stood up in my house. Just that was no, that was that was lost it. I, when she and it's it's the way that she delivered the the way that Rose delivered. One of us is a recording artist, and one of us is a singer. I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. No, that was great. Um, okay, so we're gonna move on to Simone though for a moment. Always. Ladies, what Just were your thoughts? Just a moment. That's all it needs. Yeah, I'm a little like, ooh, it was rough. ggsis.gif because, ooh, love yeah. but sis. Where were the jokes? Where was... was honestly my thought. Also the like, confidence. Where was... She didn't hold... Yeah, where was Simone? Thank you, yes. The way Simone hit that stage and like, you know it is her stage. When she hit that stage for this roast, it was not her stage and it was very clear. You know, going back to like not that funny but great delivery. Her her commercial, the cardiac arrest joke is not that funny, but she delivered it like a pro. And it was just like, did you forget You're how right. to do You're that? So right. well, Honestly, and I, I feel like the way she acts, it's either the commercial girl or like the kind of Diane Carroll inspired character she did in the roast. And I'll tell you, like I feel like she fluctuates between those two, being Simone. And for me, it was like, you leaned hard on the Diane Carroll for this one, and that was the wrong choice. Right, like, honestly, had you given me five minutes, either of your Sweet Tooth character or your Flag Factory yeah. character, we would have we would have peed ourselves. Yeah. no. Like, even if there, you could have done five minutes of just repeating the words Flag Factory, and there could have been no actual roasting, and we probably still would have been like, you know what? There were no jokes, but I don't care because it was amazing. Like, this was so bad, it's actually shaken my confidence. Like, I feel I, way less I, like Simone has to win. Like, way right, less. Right, like, I don't. I'm yeah, still like, very I think, there, but... No, I think Gottmik has the inside track now. Like, after... I'm after gonna say week. it feels a lot tighter than it did before. It, I will it, agree. Yes. I'm still agree. sorting through my feelings, but... um, Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, moving on uh, from her, that. Her best, her best joke, Simone's best joke was to Olivia, and it was when she says, you remind me of the girls ho- back home, and that's poor. Yeah, no, that was good. Um, that's so simple, and that was, like, her best laugh. It was her best uh, laugh. I, know. I can't believe no one made fun of, of Olivia for wearing the wig that got Denali sent home. I feel like that was ripe for some kind of comment. I have <laughs> notes about this wig, and yeah, we'll get that. Um, and then we get to Utica, which we've already dissected in detail here. She's, but I will say she started off strong. It got real weird. I could not believe she was so mean. She got the crowd to really turn against her in a way that they always warn comedians if you get too mean. It was so mean. And RuPaul, who's usually like, okay, I'm going to go along to get along with this was just like flicking her off. The whole uh, the whole crowd of like not that many people were like turning against Utica, who most of them actually do like. Yeah. Wild. I like even she she says I'm bombing, I'm bombing like 
It is good to acknowledge when you're not doing well. Like Jada did it and got a really good laugh. She said, ooh, y'all aren't feeling this, but I'm going to keep going, right? She got a good laugh. Um, yeah. uh, there was another example I had who like they were not doing well and they, oh, Sasha, uh, she like says a joke that didn't land and she literally goes, well, you can't win them all, right? Like she, they get it well. She was killing it and then she had one yeah. bad joke and she was like, oh, they don't know. Um, like, but this was which just... Which just flows off the like one that didn't land. We're moving on. It was, Sasha it was just... It. Sasha did... Yeah, yeah, no, Sasha did great in that challenge. When she is coming for Lonnie Love and Lonnie just starts to laugh, I was confused. I was like, are you... I was like, that's not a funny joke, Lonnie. I don't understand why you're laughing. And then she just goes, you're the one bombing! lost it lost it and then she gave us a simone i love everyone it. lost it oh my god everyone lost it like the edit there the way that nina west started vibrating at like laughing at that was i'll never forget the the physicality of everybody in that room responding to seriously bitch like it was so great um and i feel like we've really dissected the the pro- how do you solve a problem like Utica? Like we've covered it. Is there anything else that we need to say? Just RuPaul um, flipped rough twice. Like that's I agree. twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She looked good though. It was a good co- It was a it was a good look. It was. It was and it wasn't my favorite of the ones she's worn, but it was great. The balls to bomb. That was a really good. Like oh, you know, I thought I'd be the only one with the balls the balls to bomb that hard after Simone. Like that was smart. She started strong, and I was like, oh, she figured yeah, it out. She oh, she didn't. Yeah. Well, I do feel like much like we kind of always say, like take a sewing class, take a dance class. Take a stand-up class at the Second City or UCB franchise near you just to... like. Well, I, feel I like agree with that. And I feel like as drag queens, you should have at least done that by now. But at this point, I'm like, girl, you can find videos on YouTube about the like structure of a joke. Please tell me you looked at one once. Like, like so you, you turn to Lonnie Love and you say, I loved you, I nailed it. That's the... the, the, the Remember, Lonnie this Love was Rose. the summer of 2020. Okay, also, the but, fact that you said that, though, did you see the tweet from that guy? Uh, no. Oh, wait, so somebody tweeted, it was a picture of Ellen and a picture of Nicole Byer. Um, and somebody goes, it's time to replace this, and it's pointing at Ellen with this, and points at Nicole Byer, saying, like, Nicole Byer should have, like, the talk show, whatever, and, like, totally agree. And and this guy, Jace Phoenix, this is at Twitter, whatever, um, goes, oh, my gosh, I love uh Lonnie Love. N- uh Lonnie Lonnie Love and Lonnie goes, I love Nicole Byer. And he like dug That's in and like funny. were like was like responding in the thread and then Nicole Byer eventually joins and goes, Sir. And just that's all she said. <laughs> or ma'am or something like that. It was so yeah. good. Um That's very funny. But yes. Well also and to be clear, the structure of making the nail the joke technically makes me the butt of that joke, which is why I think it works as a which at least has potential as a roast joke. Yeah. I might not use it in the summer of twenty twenty. That's a fair yes. fair and, fair point to, to con. Thinking about remember how scared she is of like being canceled yeah, or a true. racial um But then just like but here's the thing. That's so much more yeah. okay to say than, like, just attacking her comedy career. She's a famous comedian who's, like, basically, like, guest starring as an additional judge season 13. Who the fuck are you, bitch? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, what? She, um, so, all right. Can we move on from Utica, please, and move to Gottmill? 
Got <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, now you did it. I said it. Um, okay. So can we move on to Got Always, me? always. She, absolutely. Utica got me thinking about cows and milk. I apologize. Um, so I, I'm just going to say my feelings on Gottmik are Gottmik is a very talented makeup artist who is a funny, witty, punny person in everyday life. And I think a lot of, and has that very West Coast accent. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like really bright, really sharp, but has that really calm, laid back, like LA girl way of speaking that the really incisive, funny, cutting, ooh, you didn't see it coming double entendre moments in that tone that kind of sets you at ease and sets the bar low so she can surprise you. Like, I feel like Gottmik is funny, and I was sure Gottmik would do good at this, even if Gottmik didn't think they would. And at the top of the episode, that was very much the edit. And I was like, naturally funny person, literally writes jokes for themselves. We see them do it in the confessional room all the time. No way they're not at least middle of the road. They're like they're not gonna be at the bottom. It's so different and though when it's a roast. Did a great job. It's so different at a roast versus like an off the cuff. But I feel like Gottmik in everyday life and conversation, at least as far as we see on the show, makes jokes that are structurally very much in line jokes. with what works. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I agree with you. Comedy. Totally. So I was like, I don't know, there there's like a big like Gottmik's freaked out. Gottmik's like discovering Gottmik's funny. And I'm like, how does Gottmik not know Gottmik is funny? I, I just. Well, I will say, it's kind of like when you tell a pretty person you should be a model. There's a difference between. I'll give you that. Pre- it's like, yeah, I'm pretty when I feel like being pretty in the way I feel being pretty. And when I'm witty in conversation, it's. There's no. There's mm-hmm. less pressure. It's on my own terms. It's honestly just for me. It's like, it, it is a little different to have the on command achieve a much more stated goal i think the real the real kind of win for gottmik wasn't just that she was funny it's that she worked through her nerves um i'll give you i'll give you that yeah like she was poised and her yeah her presentation had a little of that like like what what olivia thought she was doing with her childlike performance gottmik was doing with hers um, in terms of being like a like a lower key presentation that really soft lands but deep cuts the joke, like all of that really worked, and it came off as poised and intentional. It does like there have been plenty of queens who've done good shows where you're like, well, that was an accident. It was a happy accident, but you didn't do that on purpose. Get don't get ahead of yourself. Gottmik had an idea and executed it competently, and it's also not in her. It's not her, it's not the top skill she is known for or like thinks of herself for. So that made like, like I said, I think after the, like when you couple this with the snatch game win, like the snatch game wasn't a fluke that she luckily happened to know Paris Hilton very well. There's like something a little broader and deeper but under she that. She knows how to pace the joke. Mm-hmm. She does. She really yeah. does. And she understands structurally the simplicity of them. And I yeah. think it's, it's not the same person, but it's the same laid back California way of speaking yeah. vibe that like, it kind of disarms you and then it, it sets almost low expectations. I don't know. It really worked for me. I totally, had a great yeah. time. The Utica joke, the UTI mm-hmm. joke so was good. so funny. The, so fu- I didn't write anything down and that just stayed with me. The the read of Rue was also really good. Um, and all of your hit song. And then like her that was so, was so good. good. Um, to Ross when, uh, you know, comes when the pizza gets delivered which also lol at like bleeping out come on vh1 but whatever um 
that was smart and it was like a really fun way to make like not even a fat joke like ross loves eating like talks about eating all the time yeah. right and like ross does yeah. make jokes about being chubbier than he used to be or whatever um but got delivered like a quote-unquote fat joke or size joke in such a smart way right. and like made it like sexy and also like yeah i would also come when the pizza gets delivered i get that i feel that um she is yeah like it it's such a fine line with the roast. I I got really high a couple of weeks ago and watched a bunch of haters roast videos on YouTube. It was a great thing <laughs> for me. And it's it's it was great, but it was really interesting watching all these queens who clearly know each other, have known each other for years, just be awful, awful to human each beings. Other. And it's but it's fun. I think it is one of those, you know, no one can make fun of my kid brother mm-hmm. but me. Absolutely. I think you have to you have to land the joke in a way that's like we're actually in this right. together. And that's why, you, you know, you poke fun at yourself yeah. and you like. And it, there here's is like the a, thing. It always it has to, here, the golden rule with this, I think, is it has to be funnier than it is mean. Yes. Because if it's yeah, very yeah. funny, it can also be very mean. But if it's way more mean than it is funny, then it we're just feeling like yeah. you're being mean. And that's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like like no one laughs harder at RuPaul than RuPaul. Um, we've we, we've clocked many of RuPaul's shortcomings as a person and an icon over the years here, but not being able to laugh at themselves is not yes. one of them. True. So, <laughs> um, I did also love Gott's um, uh, mention of like Utica's like awkward silence at the beginning, and then bringing it full circle at the end and being like, and hopefully my laughs will get you through the next round of awkward silence. Like totally clocking Olivia before we go into it, um, and like really, yeah. I think like setting Olivia up. Not in, like, a bad way, just, like, was making a good joke and a dig. But I think, like, Olivia, even though she denies it later, I think it, like, shook her a little bit that, like, people were, again, quote-unquote, mm. underestimating her, which was really just estimating her. Yeah, that es- that estimate was accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I the, the, the innocent little girl walk. And energy, I get what she was trying to do. I I thought it was, it was a way great too much. Idea. Oh yeah, I, I thought it was executed. too much, and she wasn't funny enough for it for the jokes. It's that is that was clearly a method to disarm. But the thing is, if you're gonna do that, then you actually you disarm so much, and you seem so sweet that you can then say, kind of, almost like any oh, no, yeah. level jokes, no, yeah. and they'll land as actually funny because it's so. She was walking almost like a toddler. Um, no, you need to be the girl. You need to be like the twin girl from The Shining at that point, where it's like, yeah. like, like horrifying, like real, just disgusting filth coming out of your mouth because that, like, that's part of the comedy. Yeah, yeah. basic she, comedy. She didn't. Yeah, it has to juxtapose something unexpected. The one joke she had that landed was RuPaul signed the Declaration of Independence as parent, parent guardian. Slash, parent because, slash guardian. Right. Parent slash yeah. guardian because it it sets up the joke that RuPaul is old. Okay, it's an it's a RuPaul's old joke. And then it, the punchline is that she's even older than we thought. Like that's yeah. that's the that's the level in the joke. That's like basic construction. You have to have that little mm-hmm. friction of the unexpected to make a joke right. funny. And she was she had it in only that one time. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just that one time. She was really going for that. Like she, she, for her to have been funny as Shirley Temple is like how I was like reading it. Right? She was like trying to yeah, be Shirley yeah. Temple, but she should have been talking about like Michelle Visage's, um, you know, dried cum covered breasts or whatever, and that would have yeah. worked. And another thing I think that really didn't support her was she didn't feel comfortable with her content, so she kept looking yeah. at her cards and kept saying um and like not 
the bringing the your cards up and staring at them was like her and Utica and setting. Simone. All three of them were like glued to those things. Yeah, no. Utica was a little more inconspicuous about it. I also think so much was on fire there that I like. Yeah, it's it, true. It didn't true. stand out to me as much. With Olivia, it was like. I'm holding up a sheet of paper between me and the audience and, like, cover, covering eye contact. It was terrible. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So then we have... Uh, oh, one more, I'm sorry. One more thing that just annoyed me personally. I get the, like, if you didn't like my set, my name is whatever, right? If you like me, my name is this. If you didn't, my name is this. Like, I get that. Michelle joke. Visage. One, why is up Michelle Visage? Two, there's no audience <laughs> So, like, typically when the girls do that, the audience votes when they leave, right? Who was your favorite? Who was your least favorite? Um, and just so, like, the, the judges panel, like, has that, like, insight. Um, like, when they did the panels for season nine with, like, Eureka and Cameron and Monet or whatever, like, they had, who was your favorite panelist? Who was your favorite panel? Like, they asked them all those questions. So saying that joke when that isn't happening is, is completely missed. Yeah, no, it was a stock joke she inserted in a situation where it didn't work and she chose a person to tie it to. Where it wouldn't where it matter. really didn't make sense. Yeah. Like, it was, it was like, like, for me, that was like, oh, you really don't know what you're doing. I was like, yes, please like, say I'm extra don't Michelle know Michelle. what you're doing. Missed out um, sense. All right, so then lastly, we have Rosé. Hersel, what'd you think? She was polished. She was very funny. It's still what, like... It's not the funniest thing I've ever heard. Like, there are funnier roasts out there, but it was still... Oh, I thought it was going to be the funniest thing you ever heard. No, no, it was just very good. It was uh, it, it was smooth and professional in a way that almost seems to repulse the judging panel. Yes. Um, but the jokes that were there. True. Like, that, that, that singer recording artist joke was perfection. Um, I liked the look. Like, she likes to play with shape, and this time it worked because it wasn't made of tool. Um... Can I just say overall, I don't think anyone landed any really good jokes on the on the guest of honor. Yes, I I put like, a note in there. For, yeah, like other that. than uh, like they like too many rent live jokes, which at some point is almost its own read because it means that Va- it means Valentino doesn't have anything else going on. Um, also, oh here, here here's my joke. I want to test out on all of you. So you, you turn from uh, Valentino. You know, you're beautiful. You're perfect. You're a model. You're Linda Evangelista. Nina, you're perfect. You're beautiful. You're a model. You're grimace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. See, see, um, see, you see how I built it. I'm very yeah. Thank no, you for no, giving that, me totally that reaction. Sense. It's like stabbing myself with an epipen full of dopamine. Thank you. That was good. you're you're welcome. <laughs> um, I thought Rose did a really good job. I do think she did better and seemed more relaxed and fun in the rehearsal. You can tell she wants to be a consummate professional, so there's a little distance. Um, but I thought she did a great job. She really. I just felt doing. like yeah. she was so genuine. And I also think like her physical comedy that we didn't see from a lot of the other girls, like the faces she was making. There's like one image that I cannot get out of my head where she goes, it's like in the middle, and I don't remember the exact line, but she's like targeting one of the the judges i believe and she and you obviously can't see this if you're listening to this but she like turns her head a little bit and closes one eye and is like looking at them like she's about to say something it was comedic genius as like a stand-up professional with people like watching her okay. it was so good she i i am fully with her so that she 100 should have won for this roast in my opinion i definitely felt like it was close between her and candy myself but i was like 
They're so excited to have an excuse to give candy. They one. really, candy. really are. You oh, yeah. So yeah they really were. Yeah. They really were. Um, and I I get that impulse. Um, and I I think I have a... I think pr- pr- my view is probably that Rosé did a, a better by a hair. So I'm fine with them giving it to Candy. I think you two, it sounds like... See a little more distance between those two yeah there's a little more daylight between those two performances it, it it's one of those like candy was obviously in the top it wasn't even like a, well she was safe in the overpraiser she was in the top in the top two but i think rose like just on the performance rose got that win but in terms of na- the god of narrative must have their blood sacrifice which means yeah. candy gets this win yes that is, <laughs> yes, that is absolutely how this show works at this point um so I completely agree with you on the the lack of jokes. Um, Tara, do you have any jokes that you came up with or favorites from the show you want to share? Um, before well, we, I, I I like to to both of your point. I was just curious, like, were the jokes that they wrote about the miscongenialities just not good? Were they just like the jokes about Rent Live? And it, I, I did love the joke about um. Heidi trying to fuck Rosé within 10 minutes of seeing her every time or 10 seconds or whatever. Yeah, Heidi didn't Which, play with that, but it is funny and I believe Oh, it. I was going to yeah. say that totally tracks for like what we saw from Heidi, like tracks 100%. Um, trade of the season, sure. Yes, absolutely. Doing it for sure. Uh, right. M- maybe it was just having three different guests of honor. It's like, it, like the, the Lady Bunny one is so specific and Lady Bunny's character and places to make fun of is so obvious. It's like, like, it's not like I think of something... Like, it's funny on paper to make fun of Nina West because she's so nice that that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the clash. But on it's like, well, what do you read? They also ch- just made of her, fun of her size or her shoulders, which, like... There's a lot there to make fun of. It's so low-hanging fruit. Also, like, I was thinking with Simona, I was like, with Nina West, go West, you can make, like, especially summer of 2020, which I keep going back to... You can make jokes about, like, Nina West, Go West, Manifest Destiny. That's why I don't like white people now. See, with Bryce Dallas Howard, you know what you're getting into. Like, I feel like there's so I many feel like jokes that might you be can make. way too heady for most of Drag Race. Yeah, that might, that might have gone over people's heads. Um, really? A little. You, I mean, it's fine. No, it, the like, joke is funny. You're no, funny. We you get the joke. pretty. But, <laughs> but, like, thinking about, like, who really watches Drag Race now? I mean, like, the entire fan You're, like, 12-year-old girls are taught STEM and watch drag. I wish they were taught STEM. Um, one other thing I, I, I was sad about was we didn't get to see the full, or even more, uh, than, like, maybe a line of the Miss Congeniality sets. And I would have loved to see Nina's full set, because it would have been great. Valentina's oh, would yeah. been terrible. Um, and I think mm-hmm. Heidi's probably would have yes. been funny, too. Heidi's good in that kind of stuff. Well, Heidi just Heidi just has you know effortless stage presence yeah. that will again carry you through anything. She is, I mean, she also a star. Like I can't wait yeah. for so the world to, my, to see her. My joke that came to me when I was in the shower before this on Heidi was, and Heidi in closet, who could forget how you looked in season eleven? Certainly not Nicki Minaj. And then like, no, no, no. I hear you girls are doing good now. Is that true? Are you dropping a single with Cardi B? Dry-ass makeup brushes. Oh, my like God. This. <laughs> that was good. That, I enjoy, I, that yeah, that like literally came to me the show. Yeah, yeah. That you... I stuck the landing with the dry-ass makeup brushes. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it just, I think overall this was a weaker roast. Like, that Lady Bunny one was perfect. So like, I agree. Even with the... Ma- but those the, were stronger queens. Yeah. I will also say, yeah. though, to, 
And did you watch the UK as well? Or no? I'm, not yet. I'm like a couple of not. episodes away from the finale, but I know what happens. Okay. Um, so I personally am loving the like early seasons of UK, Canada, you know. Yeah. Because uh, it, it, it's taking me back to like that first part of watching Drag Race here when it wasn't, wasn't as produced as it is now. Um, so a oh, lot yeah. of that you stuff at... you'll really like will be there. Yeah, you look at that Claire's outfit that Rebecca Glasgow oh, got God. praised for. Just praise. Just <laughs> top to bottom. Oh my gosh. Um, but so they do, uh, you know, spoiler, whatever, but they do a roast challenge. Um, but it is also in the time of COVID. So they they don't have an audience the same way these queens didn't have an audience. And I think it does them a disservice. Um, and I, 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 to me, it's kind of honestly, I, I am not a producer. I am not a writer. I don't know what they could have changed it to. But the way that they set this up for the girls, when comedy really feeds off of laughs right and so the you the uk version it was just the judges and then the performer and the girl the other girls were in the back so on the u.s version the girls are there on the side like watching the u.s performer like do it so you can get some laughs you can get some energy the uk version didn't have any of that but i think for both of them it does a disservice to to the girls because they don't have anybody there to feed off of. And that's so important in stand-up and I agree. And I, I agree. I think it really did it for the for the folks that didn't do as well, I think having somebody there to feed off of could have helped um steer them in the right direction. I think Simone's weird imperious energy and like not too harsh readings that were like not quite jokes. I think there's always going to be a gay who goes up for a Diane Carroll energy yes, moment you're so- and a shade moment that I think that, like, I think Simone with an audience still would be not good, but would have landed a lot more, like, middling and than... might have pushed her out of the bottom two. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, okay. I will say uh, when you watch wanna... that on UK, it is kind of uncomfortable because there's literally Oh, I I've I literally heard that. I'm trying to avoid spoilers for UK, but I've heard that about the roast, which is like fine. Um I mean I would expect I think the season overall something was along those lines. Though. This is what I hear. Um okay, and then I'm not really I don't have a lot to say on the looks the girls wore, other than I liked Utica's look, um, as Simone's and Rose's were fun to me. Any thoughts from either of you? I will say Rosé was a hard toot. I loved that look. I loved, to your point, the shape. I mean, you and I are really, like, eye-to-eye here this week. Yeah, I um, we, Yes, we vibe in. Um, well, we're right about everything. Uh, I, I thank get you. It. Thank you for understanding me. I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, I loved Got Are Mix- you a Scorpio, too, by the way? I'm a Leo. How dare. Okay, go on. <laughs> uh, Actually, that makes sense. One of my other best friends is a Leo, and I can see it, so. <laughs> um, Got Mix... Uh, Mug, oh my god, that beat was stunting. That beat was oh, yeah. stunning. Her, her, Even her that glamour dress mug. was like, that dress was great too, where it's kind of like, it's not the showiest, but the details are so there. It's just, uh, I actually, I loved what Gottmik was wearing, and it's so not like I'm gonna praise it in like a Project Runway mm-hmm. way. I just really liked it, yeah. and I felt like I like the way the eye makeup went with it and everything. Like, it was a good look to me. My notes literally go, good look, but kind of boring. Love her makeup. The shoulders are kind of great. I do want that dress, though. Wait, I think I like this look. 
So that was literally what I it, have right here. It's a sl- it's a slow burn. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It, um, it emerges like a magic eye. I also yeah. when she when she says in the critique, she goes, oh, "Blame it on the moans. Blame it on the moans." I was like, I don't think RuPaul understands that you mean your hormones and not like. Oh, I moans. thought the exact same thing. I loved that it was there, and I really think RuPaul didn't. I one hundred percent don't think RuPaul got. It. <laughs> Oh my it god, was that was good. fascinating. Um, Simone's look stunting, of course. She's always stunning. I think she had probably the best look on the runway. Um, I'm, I, I'm yeah, wondering why I'll they didn't do that. a runway this week. Maybe because there was, it sounds like nine presenters and they wanted to just like get through it. Um, I am angry about Olivia's look. Not because the dress wasn't stunning, because it was. I, I really love that designer. I follow them on Instagram. They do beautiful looks. Olivia just hasn't figured out how to do her hair. I mean, that wig, as you mentioned, like broke my heart because it is a beautiful wig and she wore it so poorly. Um, and her clothes, my friend was saying, like her clothes wear her. She doesn't know how to wear them properly. And that dress is a stunning dress and it did not make Olivia look stunning. I thought she did her eye makeup to blend with the blue of the dress very well. I liked the color pairing that happened. Some of the styling, like the like, how can you style this wig that actually goes with, well with the bottom of the yeah with the dress, yeah, yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not going to defend everything. I did like the color story we got. Oh, I yeah. love yes, agreed, agreed. Yeah. I, again, it wasn't any of that. It was just how Olivia put it together, and I think it's she is she is new enough that. For her, she hasn't figured her. Yeah, when this out. season started, we were there's all... there's a lot of small refinements. Yes. Yeah, like, we were all so enchanted at the top of this season, and I think it has kind of hit a wall. Like, do, not to. I really like Olivia. I don't think Olivia should still be here. Yeah, I think that. Like, I think she's going. I think we all agree she's going home next week. Is that the consensus? Yeah, I, th- I think they want Candy in the top four. Yeah. yeah, I thought they were gonna ha- make Candy the Fallen Angel fifth. Like they were gonna keep her until that last, like Bendela Katya, mm-hmm. like your your fifth out. We always like to send somebody that the fans love or that we've kept too long fifth. Uh, Vanji got that yep. season eleven, and I was like, oh, they slated her as that Jackie before they even too. started filming, and it's. I only think with this win, they're going to justify getting rid of Olivia and keeping Candy. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I, I didn't. I don't remember what the preview is for next week. Um, I haven't watched. Uh, I try not to watch. Like they, they, they've been putting like the first eight minutes online. I've been pretty good about not watching that. I'm like, I set aside. This is some me time. It's self care. I like to watch the whole. No, episode. it is the type of thing where it's like I like to watch it from front to end. To yeah. Like I like to watch it as a whole. Thing. I usually watch the 15 I'm, minutes because I'm busy. Like stuffing my face during those first few minutes usually so i can focus on my food i i also want to come when the pizza gets delivered so i i, focus I got on it that. we got it we hear you mama <laughs> so that takes care of the main challenge uh the bottom two and i i agree with the bottom two this time i think it was uh simone and utica i think olivia squeaked by the narrowest of margins not being in the bottom but honestly i would agree with had that. you swapped simone for olivia i wouldn't i wouldn't be writing my congressperson me either um Utica definitely in the bottom and it was time like I, it's one of those even in the most favor- favorable light like she did fine in the lip sync it was uh it was Ariana Grande's No More Tears to Cry mm-hmm. yeah. and both of them did did fine did very like Simone crushed it like that's the Simone we were missing earlier in the episode um I disagree but go on really yeah oh yes go on okay continue I'll I'll, I- I'll... I mean, it was one of those, it was Simone versus Utica, like, unless Simone 
were like, I don't know, beamed off the planet by aliens, there was no way Simone was going home off this lip sync anyway, but I think Simone cleanly won it. Okay. I feel like Simone um, can do like a slow burn lip sync effectively in a lot of ways and knows how to add just a little bit of comedy. My problem with her is she does not attempt to move her mouth as, as though she is actually singing the song, which is a lot of the conveying of the main emotion during like the bulk of the song. And I think Utica's a good lip singer. Her look and her energy is not exactly this song, but I think uh, Utica did a competent job and Simone did a competent job. Simone needs to like literally take one singing class so she knows how you open your mouth when you sing and then try to emulate that physically when she's on stage. Because there was a lot of times where her mouth was like barely open. Oh. Well, the song was very much singing and I was like, that's not it. And I love Simone, but I was I was honestly very underwhelmed with the way that she looked at singing this song. Hmm. Tara left. Nope, nope. I just have to plug this in before it dies and ruins everything. I forgot to. There we go. That's fine. Everything's fine. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I disagreed with everything you said, so I had to leave the podcast. No, I, I do get what you're saying. For me, it worked because it wasn't an, an Ari song, and that's how Ari sings. Um, and I don't feel like I've noticed that in Simone's other performances, but I'll, I'll keep an eye out for um, when I rewatch. Uh, I think Simone really killed the lip sync. I, I, I felt the energy of the song through her really well. Um, there was some like, to kind of use your, there's some, some big mouth moments that I thought were really delivered really well. They gave a good chuckle. Um, and I think Utica also did really well. I think it was, it was a really big uphill battle for Utica to have won this lip sync. Um, Completely. I think she performed really well. And it was, it was a very Utica doing Ariana performance and i think she did a great job at it i also do love me too when because like we got a couple ballads on the uk uh series and i love not always doing these like high pop high energy bop 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 songs oh yeah so um, me too doing this i thought was so great yeah yeah i i still love what was it green light by Lord that kennedy and bendela did all stars three yes that was which is like a high and low tempo and i've heard a lot of people say like that is not a good lip sync song i can't believe they chose like a lot of people yeah i i love that song i thought they both did such a good job i love kennedy davenport i don't think she's always in complete control or self-aware about her strengths and i wish she was more and her ability to emote that song that sounds nothing like she's singing it was so compelling on that stage. I like the variety. I mean, she, I don't oh no, need, yeah. she won that my, lip sync for a reason. Yeah, one Yo, of my, for sure. one for of my sure. all-time favorite lip syncs is Latrice's Natural Woman. It's just like, yeah. You, oh, yeah. It's performing a song, and, you know, it was there are different stunning. kinds of performances. Just, uh Yeah. I just um, loved right. that. Loved it. Um, okay, so I think that's it for this episode. Would we agree? Yeah, I think I think I think we have squeezed. Uh, we have milked this episode <laughs> dry, uh, like Utica and her cow. Um, so Tara, before we go, I <laughs> Utica not. Um, before we go, I do want to ask: Who do you see going home next week? And then who do you see in the top four? And lastly, who do you see taking the crown? Yeah. Um. So not not knowing what 
next week has in store in terms of the challenge. I think Olivia is set up to go home. Um, unless Kennedy really drops the ball. Kennedy? Um, Candy really drops the ball, sorry. <laughs> um, or in the worst world of worlds, if Simone does something really bad. And, like, ends up in the bottom again. And I'm talking, like, she has to bomb the way she bombed this week to go home. Um, which would kill me, but I don't think that'll happen, though. I think someone's going to win next week, whatever it is. Um, and she'll be tied for most wins in one season. Uh, yeah. top, top four would then be, so top four would be Simone, Rosé, um, Candy, and Gott. Uh, and I, th- okay. I still think Simone is going to grab that crown at the end yeah i agree i think i think simone is still the favorite i think i don't think it's going to be rose i think they just don't like a polished queen enough to give her the crown absolutely crown. absolutely so my my uh, god gave is, it to jada it, yeah but she was special that jada is so special that is fact she's fact. also very real while also being so polished yeah that's true so it's a little more it's a little different yeah. so it's relatable i think simone is still a uh, favorite for me i think Gottmik has cemented a strong second place this comment is just for oblivia just for you if this were a horse race i would exact a box simone and Gottmik. you would that's, what? that's how i would rate this it's a horse racing term in which you bet that the uh, either of the two horses you don't want to know this is a friend of ours who is a horse racing writer <laughs> yeah i could break down pair mutual betting for you off off uh off we'll do that after were they um, were they a horse girl horse person but yes horse person <laughs> i think that next week is a performance challenge I think and you're i right. think they know i think they know that we've been clocking simone because they gave her four and I think that Simone will not win a performance challenge against these other girls, but I do think they'll want to make it clear that she's like going on and they don't want to risk losing her, whatever. So I think Simone's going to be safe next week. I think they're going to give it to Rose, praise her in a way that they haven't all season. So everybody thinks Rose could sneak in and, and grab this and think, but we all also like Gottmik, so it'll feel a lot more like. Candy's there, and then it's actually tight between these girls, and Rosé is way more of a contender, so that we feel tight before they give it to Simone. That that's sound. I'm going to have a really that's hard nice. time if Simone does not get this. I actually feel comfortable with Gottmik winning it if Gottmik wins. I will say that Rosé is really talented and polished, and if Rosé does an amazing job next week, and then an amazing job in whatever they do for the finale... I won't, like, I'm not going to be, you know, tossing any cars, um, setting anything on fire. I do very much want Simone to win, and I like her a lot, but I'm not going to, like, freak out if it's not her. I, um, I, I, Are you, like, I will be setting cars on fire. I, I, will, I, will, I, will, will, I will start the next Chicago fire. No, I wouldn't do that. Um, I just, I, I, and they've said it a bunch of times in this season. Like, there's just something about her. And I'm, like, literally getting emotional thinking about her right now is how I feel about For whatever reason, like, she gets me in my feelings. When she won yeah. um, with the do-rag, uh, with the with the, the, the train challenge, uh, yeah. the RuPaul Mark challenge, um, I literally cried because I love her so much. And I have never done that for a queen before. Um, 
so I, I will be very upset if she doesn't win. But she does yeah, have no, really I, great contenders against her. She she does. I feel like I really love the way that she celebrates black culture and everything she does. And not in a way that is like a degrading 90s talk show cliche. It's like loving, but also taking the piss out of and sort of making fun of. But in a way that's like, this is my culture. And I feel like I'm not going to make a broad statement that like nobody else has done that, but I don't think anybody has done that so consistently and so artfully in a way that is both art and accessible performance art Yeah, in the way that Simone has. And it means a lot to me that we see her here succeeding in this way. So, and, okay, I, I, and I, I like her. Oh yeah. I also think it'd be yeah. super cool for a queen to be from Arkansas, like that is cool. That is cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you mentioning the Chicago Fire gave me one more uh, read to close on. I love. I loved Utica's commercial. I haven't seen a cow cause that much damage in Chicago in 1871. <laughs> that would have been good. That's that great. Been good. <laughs> and on that note, thank you, Tara, so much for joining us. Thank you you are a delight. Thank you. Thank you. We honestly, yeah, I want to have you on more yeah. often. Truly. Um, thank you everyone so much for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, uh, the iPhone app, Stitcher, you get the idea. I've been Condé Nasty. I'm Ursula the Bye. Bye.